This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha. And this is Serial Holic Sisters. True crime shit. I'm back. <laughs> That's kind of creepy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's been so silent for a couple weeks for me because of, you know, me being me and having school. And by the way, I'm literally not doing good in one of my classes now. <laughs> she was just telling me about that. And she's like, I've been studying and I've been doing all this stuff. And apparently I missed a whole ass assignment during Thanksgiving. <laughs> I did. I missed a whole ass assignment. I had a couple of assignments Thanksgiving week and um, I did them, except apparently I missed one. And one of them was a whole big assignment. <laughs> and so my grade is lower and I'm very, very upset about it. Not only did I have... Um, I missed that assignment and everything, but like, then my computer just literally in the middle of, um, I I was making shirts or whatever in the middle of doing this, it just turned off. I know what I thought of, by the way, What the other day I was thinking, talking about you, you said you were making shirts. I don't think we've ever actually explained that on here. Like oh, no, we you've talked about the vendor market and everything, but you didn't really explain what, what it was. Or what you were doing. I, I didn't. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, so I like make shirts. (laughs) (laughs) I like make shirts. No, um, I actually have a little side business. I design and press designs on shirts and, and I do like the bleach effect and stuff like that. Um, that's pretty good. They're really cool. Yeah. Um, it's called twisted tees. So if anybody decides that they want to go and find me, I am on Facebook. I have a Facebook group. Um, but I also have a website too. So, but I'm not going to put that on here right now because that's not what we're promoting. <laughs> right. No, that was just a little side <laughs> note. I was thinking about that the other day and then you just mentioned, you're like, I was making shirts and people are probably like, what the hell does that even mean? <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. Um, yeah, I was pressing or I was designing some shirts and my computer just shut off. And I thought like at first, the first thought was, oh crap, it died on me and I didn't pay attention to the battery. But then I remembered, how did it die on me? Because it's plugged into the charger. (laughs) So then I thought maybe the charger was just crap. I tried turning it on and it did like this, the like glitchy screen or whatever. Oh, no. So I started freaking out because it's my laptop that I use for literally everything. I use it for editing photos. I used it for um, all my schoolwork. Literally everything is on my computer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I immediately panicked and it just finally crapped out on me. So um, I was lucky enough to bring it to an IT guy that I work with. and he thinks he can save the hard drive. Oh, good. Um, so I can pull documents from it. He's going to do his best. He said, maybe sometime next week I can come grab it back. But um, I'm really hoping because literally all of my study guides and everything from school, <laughs> everything is on it. Um, so it's it's kind of 
a little bit heartbreaking because that's my, you know, my whole life. (laughs) My entire life is this little electronic box. It is. So dually noted extra hard drives, do all the save backup, do that stuff. Yeah. All that stuff. Don't be stupid like me. (laughs) Yeah. We were, we were supposed to actually record that night that it happened. I think and texted me and we're like, so my laptop just completely crapped out on me. And I was like, what? <laughs> yes. It was so weird because I swear to gosh, like every single time that we ever have plans to do things, mm-hmm. I always have the bad luck. I think, I think it's a sign. <laughs> I think it's a sign from the night that I went demon hunting. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I Going think back to Halloween night. I think this stuff started <laughs> happening before that. <laughs> fine, fine. I've just always had bad luck. I blame mom. I, I blame mom. Oh my god. I think it's a sign that you I'm should kidding. move away from that shit town. <laughs> hey, trust me. I've wanted to for years. Um, in fact, I have tried to talk to Dallas into after I graduate. I'm like, so after I graduate and I go to get a job in this field, um, we're going to need to be somewhere larger. So, you know, they're building that house behind my sister. <laughs> they're building like 20 houses behind me right now. Yeah. Yeah. I keep trying to get them to, oh, to I'm budge. Just saying. I'm not saying what I'm saying. Anywho. So it is, it is my turn. It's been my turn for a while. I've had this case. For, for <laughs> it's, been your, it's been your turn for a month. <laughs> I've literally had this case. Luckily for me, I learned a long time ago to email a copy to myself on cases. Yes, because something um, happened that taught you that lesson one time. (laughs) So yay for for having a new computer and yay for having my case pulled up right now. Yay! (laughs) We're going to get right into it. Um, This case is actually, it's it's really not like my typical cases that I do. It's it's not like a gruesome, gross, um, disturbing type (laughs) type type case it's actually kind of an odd case also I'm gonna go ahead and do a spoiler alert it is a cold case so this is not a um case that's been solved so everybody get your detective gear on and let's figure this shit out yeah, yeah. <laughs> except I don't think you will be able to on this this term well I think if I could they would have already done it <laughs> <laughs> Full of yourself much? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm saying if I can get it, then clearly the other, the smart people would be able to do it. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. So, um, the case is about Elizabeth Ardsma or Betsy. She goes by Betsy. Okay. She was a 22 year old English grad student. She was the second child out of four kids, and she was raised in Mich- Michigan. I almost said Michigan. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> um, like she, it's spelled. <laughs> she was raised in Michigan. Okay. <laughs> um, she lived like basically a dream childhood. Like her parents were normal conservative parents. Uh, they were, they weren't demanding. They weren't controlling. They weren't crazy. Um, her siblings were good siblings. Like she had a great life. She she graduated high school with honors in 1965. And then shortly after graduating, she enrolled into Hope College, what people described as like such a giving and helping heart. And she just, she, she loved everybody. (laughs) But two years later, she enrolled into the University of Michigan. So she went to Hope College for two years and then she moved over to University of Michigan. She okay. studied art and English and she even met a boy. His name was David Wright. And no, before you start, he did not do it. 
I was like, oh, it was David. Because <laughs> it's always the husband did it. He was a medical student there at the university and they had a really good relationship too. Um, he was her very first serious boyfriend. She never really dated anybody before, um, like before she met David. So okay. in the summer of 1969, which brings me to that song. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's a good in song. the summer of 1969. She graduated from the University of Michigan with honors as well. So again, she's like super smart. And then after graduation, she had planned on joining the Peace Corps and like even do some traveling, but her boyfriend didn't like that. He basically told her that if she, I know, (laughs) okay. Well, (laughs) he basically (laughs) told her that if she did that, he wasn't going to wait for her. And obviously in in 2021, maybe, (laughs) but back then (laughs) she chose to not do, like not pursue this dream of hers Mm -hmm. uh, to keep her relationship, which to me is really sad because she had potential to do all of that. I mean, everybody always has potential to do what they dream about doing. It's just, it's sad when that happens. Nothing against him though. (laughs) except you controlling bitch (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) um instead she decided to go to grad school so in the fall she started at Penn State while her boyfriend continued medical school just two hours away from her so she just basically lived her life in school (laughs) that's what I'm gonna say like she's going to all of the colleges so many colleges all of the colleges (laughs) like she's got so many degrees (laughs) I see you girl (laughs) So they made their, their relationship work between school and would even spend like their breaks and, you know, weekends and stuff like that together. They were only two hours away, so they made it work. But in the meantime of, of making it work, um, like during the week when they were studying and in school, they would write each other letters. Okay. So because people, children, those, those are what people used to do before, like text messages. Yes. People (laughs) used to do that. That's exactly what I said. People used to do that. I even remember being in like the seventh and eighth grade where we would pass notes and yeah. stuff back and forth. Yeah. I could I never fold think... them all the fancy ways that people would I fold know. them. I know. I'd always get these like cool little. I'm just like, here's a. Pieces. I'm like, here's a square. I folded it twice. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> is that good? So it is. Sorry. I was taking a drink of my coffee. Peppermint mocha because it's all the Christmas spirit. <laughs> anyway. She went to David's family on Thanksgiving that year. And then like later on that evening, she had told him that she needed to go back to school because she had a really big project to finish. Okay. She's very school focused. Um, Yeah. I I should say so. If you go to three colleges, (laughs) three colleges, and then you're there eating Thanksgiving and you're like, oh, it was so good. Um, Thanks for the time and the food, but I need to go back to school. Like, no, like, <laughs> girl, b- b- bitch, I'm sleeping after I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. <laughs> I mean, clearly I missed a whole ass assignment. <laughs> True. <laughs> Anywho, so David, her boyfriend had even arrived, to dr- arrived, arrived to drive her. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Um, <laughs> They even agreed to drive her um, to the bus stop so that she could get back to campus. So like, he was like, hey girl, I'll drive you to the bus station, but I'm not driving you two hours back to school because I got a baby. (laughs) He's like, there's a pumpkin pie with 
my name on it waiting for me <laughs> he's like because food is life <laughs> okay so, so he drives her to the bus station he drives her to the bus station so on november 28th betsy um which is i believe the day after thanksgiving just okay. so you know. <laughs> um it is uh, November 28th, Betsy left her dorm in Atherton Hall and headed to the library. Okay. She was wearing a red sweater dress and a white turtleneck underneath. And this is kind of important later on, and, and you'll know why. Um, so she had a meeting with one of her professors that afternoon at four o'clock. So she decided she was going to go to the library for a little bit before, go to the meeting, and then go back after. Okay. And that's exactly what she did. So after her meeting was over, she went back to the library where she continued to work on her assignment. There are levels in the library, and one of the levels has like a card catalog for her to look for specific books for her mm-hmm. assignment. Right. So that was on level three. She got what she needed. She went to go find the specific books for her assignment. That was on level two. Okay. So she's down in level two where she's going to locate them, right? Um, an assistant supervisor named Dean Brungart sees a girl in a red dress standing alone in an aisle. She was wearing a red dress. Once <laughs> in a red sweater dress, remember? Mm-hmm. Sounds cute. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was she was standing alone in an aisle, and then like nearby, she, he had noticed two men talking quietly to themselves. Okay. And then around 4:45, shortly after a man nearby named Richard Allen was standing like around the corner using the copy machine. So I'm like setting the scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got, yeah. You've got Betsy in this aisle, these two guys in this aisle. Whispering, looking all suspicious. Whis- yeah. Whispering to each other. You've got the assistant supervisor walk past and see them. And then he's gone. <laughs> you got the assistant and- supervisor walking around, creeping on everybody. he sees them he's like everything looks everything looks good he walks off and then Richard he's just right around the corner at the copy machine okay so then all of a sudden he hears a man and a woman having a conversation so remember Betsy was alone and these guys were over here so now Mm -hmm. he hears Richard hears hears this yes copy machine guy I'm gonna call him copy machine okay okay (laughs) copy machine guy hears these uh this woman and this man talking nothing sounded off nothing was remotely violent heated nothing it just sounded like a conversation and then all of a sudden copy machine guy hears metal clanging books fall and then a man run past the copy machine guy and yell that girl needs help oh what well and just and just keeps running excuse me sir wait a minute yeah so he's like flabbergasted I love that word flabbergasted copy machine guys flabbergasted yes he's like what's (laughs) going on like because this guy didn't even stop he just runs past he's like that girl needs help and just keeps running no so uh, you you were clearly just talking to that girl and something happened but he didn't see who anybody like he didn't see the people he just heard them remember them. them but who would just run past somebody that needs help and keep running unless they were freaking guilty so another guy that was nearby saw mm-hmm. the guy running yeah, and like started to run off, you know, after him to find out what was going on, right. but he, he could never catch up to him. He was gone. Like he yeah. was, he was gone. He was gone, gone. So while all of this commotion happens, 
Betsy looked to have like passed out on the floor. So a library employee called for an ambulance and it wasn't until paramedics got there that they noticed she wasn't breathing. Oh yeah. So they immediately took her to the campus student health center with no idea as to like what her injuries were. And they immediately started CPR on her. And that's when they noticed blood started to become visible. Blood became visible from where? Like, where was it coming from? I'll get that. Okay. She was declared dead at 519. So remember, this all started like the Dean walked past her at 445. Oh, wow. So within 30 minutes. Within 30 minutes, she was declared dead. Did you see how math just went so fast? Girl. (laughs) I don't normally do that. (laughs) Betsy had been stabbed. Which is so odd, right? Like you're sitting here thinking she was stabbed. Where's the blood? Like, how come nobody knows? Well, apparently the blood was becoming visible. Right. So she was, she was only stabbed one time and there wasn't blood that was visible until CPR was conducted because of a couple things. She was stabbed in the, in the left breast with a one inch wide. Ow, bitch. Yeah. Three inch deep wound. And it hit her pulmonary artery oh no and because it hit this it actually filled her lungs up super quick right and so she wasn't bleeding out she was bleeding in yeah she was internally Um, bleeding Mm. and it made it impossible for her to scream or even gasp for air right right so so nobody knew anything was wrong with her they just thought that she had fainted well that is fucking awful that's a series of unfortunate events yes so it also proves the lack of blood But another reason nobody saw blood is because she wore a really thick turtleneck sweater underneath her sweater dress that was red. So, so the little bit of blood was originally on, um, that had, you know, obviously there's a little bit, the, a little bit of blood had seeped into her one layer first. Right. And then nobody saw any visible blood on her skin or anything until CPR started happening. So that's crazy. It is. So there's no blood left at the scene. Okay. In fact, because nothing was left at the scene, blood wise, mm-hmm. employees at the library decided they were just going to clean up the area. They legit mopped the floors and cleaned up and put all the books back in their places, which compromised the scene. The reason they mopped is because Betsy had actually urinated when she died. And they just, they just thought that it was because she had passed out. Right. Right. And hit the floor so hard. Okay. Cause I was like, why do they have to mop? That looks sketchy, but yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to make sure you guys knew like why they're mopping the floor. And that's why. So (laughs) I was like, it was them (laughs) trying to clean up the crime scene. (laughs) In fact, the employees didn't even know she was dead, but when they were cleaning it up. So that's why they were cleaning it up. Right. Yeah. Like they they just passed out, went to the hospital. Exactly. They thought that she had just passed out and the paramedics were taking her to the medical center. So I wonder what um, the metal clanging sound was. That copy machine guy heard. Are you going to get to it? Well, um, it was the shelves. It was the bookshelves. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was books all scattered. It was somebody had hit the shelf mm-hmm. and knocked books out. Okay. So there wasn't really much information provided at all about like 
that entire scene except for what you know Richard could tell them he's like I never saw the people I just heard right. two people talking and all this and then there was actually two bystanders that saw the guy that was running off you say bystanders bystanders <laughs> there was two people <laughs> I don't know why I put that <laughs> why did I put that I don't know <laughs> by standards okay anyways <laughs> they saw they saw the guy that was running off okay so Marley didn't, somebody needed to trip that guy or something we need to know what happened fucking right I would have I'd have been like what's this guy running for <laughs> like out I mean like yeah you need to slow down buddy there's children's <laughs> no running saw, in the library right <laughs> They saw um, the guy running off, Marley Erdley, and I'm probably going to butcher this name, Joa, is their name? Okay. Joa is a name. Yeah. Anyways, um, and according to the library records, those two are the two people that saw the guy running. Sorry, you're probably like, why are you saying these names? Those are the two people that saw the guy running Those are the bystanders. Got it. Those are the bystanders. (laughs) (laughs) Um, according to the library records, each day there would be roughly 440 people that would enter the library that, like okay. during the days. But that day there was 90-ish. Okay. That was that was there between 4:30 and 5:15. So police narrowed that 90-ish people down and they assigned around 35 troopers to in- investigate her murder. I have a question. Mm-hmm. How do they know how many people were there? Because back then they had, especially in the college, they have to sign in and sign out. Oh, okay. That makes sense in the college. I was like, I just walk into a fucking library and don't. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's the college library. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you have to sign in and sign out. And also when you're checking card catalogs there and looking to see a book, you have to sign in for the book and all that right. stuff too. So that makes um, sense. But I would think if somebody's going to murder somebody, they would not sign it anywhere. Right. But that's, <laughs> I mean, what other leads do they have to go off right. of? Yeah. So they took these 90-ish people and mm-hmm. they're like, okay, here's my 35 um, troopers that are going to help investigate this murder. So they questioned the 90-ish people, but none of them were considered like viable suspects right there was they didn't even know about it how like almost all of them were with with the exception of the what four people that even remotely saw her in the mm-hmm. library that right. day right everybody else was just like I don't even know what you're talking about there's a girl that died right <laughs> so um one thing that was nice about the two people that saw the guy running off they were able to provide a description okay that is nice yeah so they provided a description of a man that was that they saw running um and like down to a T. So they said he wore khaki slacks, um, boat style sneakers. They literally looked at his entire wardrobe. <laughs> They're he like, must not have been running that fast, guys. Somebody could have tripped him. <laughs> I know that's what I was thinking. You already you saw what he was wearing, bro. <laughs> um, so he wore khaki slacks, boat style sneakers, a plaid button-down shirt, a sport jacket, tie, glasses. He had brown hair. Yeah, he a fancy killer. Uh, he, <laughs> he had brown hair and looked to be like at least around six feet tall with like an average build of 185 pounds. Okay. So so any co- any college guy there. 
they each gave this description separately each gave this yes okay didn't even like they didn't give it together right separate descriptions and police even did two composite drawings of this guy mm-hmm. um one of them was released the, the media not both because they both were pretty much the same right but here's something that was kind of disturbing and a little bit gross I mean oh. not even a little bit it was a lot gross oh, okay <laughs> so clearly they don't have any evidence that they can really go off of right well they're gonna do everything they can and start investigating the area so a few aisles over from where Betsy was attacked, mm-hmm. the library stored desks and shelves because it was in the back part of the library. So one of the desks did have a half empty can of Coke and adult magazines. And then around the area Betsy was attacked, more magazines were stuffed inside the shelves. They were like male on male magazines. So okay. it was all like one style of adult magazine, you okay. know. And investigators like decided, well, that's a little weird to find in, you know, a school library. Yeah, a little bit. So they're like, we're going to bring an ultraviolet black light. Oh, gross. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is is where I said it's going to get really gross. (laughs) So aisle 51 is the aisle that Betsy was murdered. Oh, don't go to aisle 51, y'all. So they brought in this ultraviolet black light and they're like looking around that, that, uh, desk and shelf area first where the Coke can was and they see, you know, it lights up and stuff. And then mm-hmm. they're looking all these other places, but then they go to aisle 51 where Betsy had been murdered and it lit up. Oh, gross. <laughs> I mean, investigators said it was covered walls. Yeah. What the floor. fuck? everywhere was covered that is a public library sir yes. <laughs> that's all i'm saying it's covered in semen samples were taken but most of them were days old or like way way older which just says what? how many people are going to this aisle oh my god <laughs> uh, yes yes that's not so, okay that's isn't okay that, it's freaking it's a gross. fucking library people <laughs> control yourself Take it home. (laughs) Anyway, the only piece of like possible evidence in this case at all actually was collected from the library by the stairs where the guy was running out, which shows that the murderer did leave the building. Okay. What they found was like a spray of tiny blood droplets. Okay. So what it looked like was the guy had a little bit of blood on his hands and tried to flick it off really oh. fast instead of rubbing it on his clothes. Right. Okay. And um, they sent it off to the lab and the blood did match Betsy's blood type. Okay. So of course that goes to, well, now we got to find a murder weapon. We got to find something because we got nothing inside like- the library. I feel like he he took it with him when he ran off. Well, he did because the murder weapon was actually searched for up and down the campus, everywhere, trash cans, around the area, Mm. um, alleyways, like everything. And it was never found. Okay. They did pull a partial fingerprint from the can that they found half full on the desk and shelves. There's no telling whose can that would be though. Right. But there was also no match in the database. So there was no nothing to go off of for that either. They didn't right. know how long it had been there. 
Um, there was like no saliva samples they could pull, nothing. It was just a fingerprint. Yeah. There are different theories, obviously, because mm-hmm. every cold case has a theory, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the theories was that they believed she knew her murderer and was comfortable. Like it could be a classmate, a friend or anything, because the way that she was standing on how she was stabbed would have meant that she was facing the murderer and because she was talking to them to what you know copy machine guy heard mm-hmm. was a normal conversation so so she had to have like known them whether like she felt comfortable enough to have a good conversation with them and have known them that was one of the theories another theory was that she was being stopped and oh. was um kind of like caught off guard they came up to her started talking to her and she she was being nice to them but was uncomfortable and she must have said something that made them upset to where they stabbed her and ran away okay another theory was because of the magazines found along with all the semen in the area Mm. um was that she stumbled upon an encounter that was happening either with two men that were engaging in, you know, sexual activities or one man that was possibly masturbating. Okay. Um, I feel like if that had happened, that they wouldn't be having a normal conversation that copy machine guy heard. Right. Right. But obviously it's just a theory, right? We don't know. Um, so she, she must've stumbled across them. Um, she was trying to be nice and act like nothing was a big deal, hence to no like freak out or violent behavior or anything. But one of the men maybe didn't like that she saw him and didn't want her talking about him mm-hmm. in in those situations and killed her. Maybe she knew them. Yeah. And so that's why I was she, like. Maybe she saw something. She knew the person and he didn't want anybody knowing that right. he was into guys. So right. there was a suspect um, his name was William Spencer. Okay. Which this guy, this guy, this guy. Oh, okay. so he was a 40 year old sculptor who had just relocated to Pennsylvania with his second wife. He was teaching a sculpture class at a local college, not the same college she was going to. Um, he became a suspect because supposedly a faculty member at the college that he was going to stated that he um confessed at a christmas gathering in 1969 that he killed that girl in the library why why would you confess that so they brought him in to question him obviously like who says that according to spencer he said he did know her she was an acquaintance that she came to him when he like put out some signs for some potential models to pose nude at his sculpting class and and she she came to him she begged for the job because she wanted some extra money and um he had actually been in the level two stacks at the time of her murder and stated he never said that he killed her what he had said was he saw the guy running off and he was wearing an overcoat so like he like gives all these different stories well after police dug into his alibi they noticed that he had literally only been there two weeks prior to her murder and there was no way that and he was not in that library he wasn't on any of the sign-in sheets nothing and that's really really odd for you to sit back and say that right you're not doing anybody any favors by trying to say that he's like trying to give a description of a guy that you never even saw that you never even saw because you weren't fucking there he wasn't he wasn't fucking there not just that but also there was no time for him to have been acquainted 
to Betsy. And also she would have never gone and begged to be a nude model. I was going to say that it goes against all of her like values and stuff. Well, but... yeah. So basically this guy was a wacko. So in a wacko um, that is literally wasting everybody's time when they could be looking for somebody. That's time. so like infuriating. Like don't waste anybody's time with bullshit lies on an investigation where they could be using that time to actually try to figure something out. Right. Right. Well, so they marked him off the suspect list and they were like, dude, I should bring you to jail because you crazy, <laughs> but they didn't. <laughs> then there was one other suspect too. His name was um, Richard Hoffner. He was a suspect. In fact, author Derek Sherwood and an investigative journalist, David DeCock, um, they both- I going to say David DeCockney. <laughs> no <laughs> I was like Mulder <laughs> no not that one <laughs> okay um, they they both publish books about this case where they both believe that this guy was responsible oh okay um he was known to like push extreme measures for platonic relationships with women because he was trying to cover up the fact that he was homosexual okay um he he was in the area of the time of Betsy's death he had a background of anger issues and he frequently dressed in khaki trousers and sport coats and also had short brown hair. Okay. And it was later found that he was very acquainted with Betsy. Um, he pursued her and when he pushed to continue to pursue her, she didn't want to be friends with him anymore because he was trying to push a relationship and she was very committed to David. Mm-hmm. He even stalked her to a point where he had made like acquaintance friends with David and his family shortly and had even gone to David's family's house. Wait, what? Yes. Like David, her boyfriend that lives two hours away? Yes. What the hell? Yes. Like, did he meet David through her? Yes. Okay. Um, all the yeses. I was like, <laughs> anyways, it was, but the guy was like stalking her. And so and maybe he, like David came to visit one time and she was yeah. like, oh, this is. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. And okay. same with his family, because you know, his family would come down to, they were, they were together for years. And so like, he had kind of made somewhat of a friendship, not really, I, I wouldn't even call it a friendship with David and his family or anything, but it was even stated, which I don't know. I don't know why David wouldn't have said this, but David didn't come clean about it until like 10 years later because he didn't think about it. But I guess like the day of her murder, he had been in the area. David had been or, in the area? No, Richard. He had been in the area of David's family. Like they had come down when they heard about mm -hmm. Betsy. Right. And David wasn't here. It was just his parents. Like his parents were separate from him at that time. Like David was in another room. I don't know where he was, but it was just his parents. Okay. Richard had said he was like acting like he was really upset and everything. He's like, I just heard that, you know, an ex-girlfriend just died today in the library. And of course the parents were like, that's odd. That's Betsy. And that was like all he really said. And then he like walked off. So that's weird. Also, okay, what is this guy's? This is Richard. This is not Richard the copy machine guy. No, Richard Hoffner. This is okay. the stalker guy. Yeah, a different guy. So like he made this comment and I guess his parents had told David about it, but David didn't think anything of it because he was just like really distraught and upset, right? And right. it wasn't until a few years later when they found out that this Richard guy 
was um, like a suspect in the case that mm-hmm. it, he made the comment, oh my God, he said this thing to my parents before. He wasn't an ex to Betsy, but he was claiming to be an ex because he wanted to date her really bad. You know, he was pushing right. to date her. So um, it was really weird, but police didn't have any physical evidence nor really indication of him being in the library other than people saying that they had seen the guy because he wasn't signed in to the library that day. That's okay. why he wasn't questioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so they couldn't keep him as a suspect. But author Derek Sherwood and that investigative journalist, David DeCock, they kept digging into more information about this guy because they were bound to determine this was him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it just couldn't be proven. So unfortunately, that was their last lead. So Betsy was laid to rest December 3rd, 1969. And this really makes me sad. So just one day after her murder, her final letter that she wrote to her boyfriend delivered to his oh, house. No. Mm-hmm. That's really sad. But yeah, it's still a cold case to this day. Mm. So you know. that's just, that's just, I don't know. There's that's what I'm saying. You at the beginning of the case, that's why I was laughing because you're like, I can't wait to solve this. Right. <laughs> you're not no, I, I got nothing I got I, nothing there's there's <laughs> nothing to there's nothing to have I mean it's so crazy it's such a weird case because there wasn't blood left which I mean we all know why we know why yeah it makes thing. sense once once it's explained why but I mean because there was no blood left um nobody thought it was a crime scene they cleaned all of the evidence up it mm. was just it's just really crappy I bet those uh, library employees really felt like shit. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they did. That sucks. That's really sucky. Wow. So that that is the case of Elizabeth Ardsma. Okay. You're welcome. Thanks. Now I'm just gonna wonder for the. It's gonna be one of those things that I just wonder what really happened, and I'll never know. I know. Thanks for that. I'm not going to lie. I actually, I know this sounds really awful, but I really do enjoy doing the cold cases because I feel like everybody should just be out there trying to solve it now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> People don't know a lot of cold cases and the more, the more the word is spread, the more likely something is to be figured out. I think I it's kind know. of a really shitty case though, because like, there's so much, I, I don't know. I can't even sit back and say that I think it was the Richard guy. Cause I really don't know much about him. Right. There really wasn't much about him either. I mean, if you want to go out and read the books that the two guys wrote, be my guest, but what are they called? Do you know what they're called? <clears throat> no, I didn't even look that up. I'm not no. going to lie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it could just have been some random freaking psycho guy walks into the library, sees some girl and is like, okay, she's off by herself. This will be easy. Walks over, introduces himself or whatever, fake name, who knows just strikes up a conversation with her and then stabs her and runs off um, correct you don't like, know there's no telling some random random person that never even talked to her ever before could have just could have just chose her because she was a girl by herself right um david wrote a book called murder in the stacks okay and then derek sherwood wrote a book derek sherwood okay david decoffney wrote murder in the stacks not (laughs) good night who killed betsy okay but who did though like for reals yeah i mean that's that's a good book title (laughs) i mean straight to the point you know what it's about (laughs) 
who killed Betsy? So, so if you guys want to read the books and tell us your thoughts on it, who killed Betsy and murder in the stacks are about this case. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to go watch some old X-Files now because <laughs> <laughs> it's been years since I've watched Me too. X-Files. I forgot all about that show. Uh, I remember when dad used to watch it all the time. Dude, I have a distinct memory of remember when mom used to um, dye my hair, like highlight my hair with the cap, you know, the old school cap. Yes. She would put it on my head and then pull the strings through through the holes and then Aggre- she would aggressively aggressively pull the, pull the strings and <laughs> then she would try to dye my hair blonde but those streaks blonde but my hair so dark that it, I would just have orange streaks for a while yeah because you don't do that you bleach them <laughs> yeah no that was just mom doing it you know and I distinct I have a distinct memory of like being in pain while she's pulling my hair through the holes watching x-files <laughs> <laughs> and then Malcolm in the middle came on after that I think yeah good times <laughs> you know I tried to get my kids to watch Malcolm in the Middle with me before mine and like it watch, mine, mine like won't it. watch it Ugh. I love it it is it reminds me so much of my kids <laughs> okay so mine like it and I'm very annoyed and you will be too because my daughter is a brat and I was like girl because she likes to watch some of the old shows like I'll recommend old yeah. shows she was obsessed with freaking um Hannah Montana for a while. Um, I'm like, but, that show so has was, not been on. Wasn't your, but yes. wasn't your husband? <laughs> yes, he got her hooked on that because he liked that more than I did. <laughs> Which is um, really weird, but okay. <laughs> so random. So random. But she really likes, um, I say old Disney, but I mean, they're old to her. These weren't out when I was like Hannah Montana was when I was a little older. Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> she likes Liv and Maddie, which was a few years back but whatever that one's actually pretty funny but I was like you should watch Boy Meets World oh yes she says it was dumb oh I love Boy Meets World I I was like bitch I will fight you like (laughs) I I actually got told I needed to go and watch the Girl Meets World because it wasn't bad which I never watched the Girl Meets World I have not watched that I feel like once you are done with Boy Meets World you should just be done you should just be done with it like we don't have to add new things so I never, I still haven't watched. Girl I haven't either. But I was like, you have to give it a couple of episodes. You can't just watch the first five minutes and be like, this is dumb. Like, you're dumb. I'm, I'm a great mom. You're dumb, child. <laughs> you shut your face. <laughs> you shut it up right now. <laughs> I try introducing my kids to all of the older stuff too. Like one of their favorite Christmas movies is, you know, the old version of like, uh, what is it called? It's got Frosty and the little elf and you know Rudolph. 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 Is is it Rudolph? Is that what it is? Well, no, Rudolph doesn't have Frosty in it. No, I was thinking of the snowman narrator in Rudolph. That's not Frosty. No. Frosty isn't Frosty. (laughs) No. The snowman narrator. Is it Rudolph? Is that really what it is? That's Rudolph. With um the dentist elf and Yes. Yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, we, wa- we watch that every Christmas. We have since they were little. We watch that every single Christmas. Yeah, my kids love it. I don't know why I didn't even, I couldn't remember what it was called, but um, I always just refer to it as dentist elf. <laughs> wow. I have to literally Google it every year. We haven't watched it this year yet, so. It's literally just Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, my kids love it. Gun- it's one of Gunnar's favorites. Um, I, crack, I crack Tyler up all the time because all throughout the year when it's like dinner time, I'll be like, dinner's ready and they'll be taking their time and I'll be like eat papa eat 
which is from Rudolph. <laughs> yes, it is. Because <laughs> Santa's so skinny and uh, Mrs. Claus is trying to fatten him up. So, yeah. Well, on that note, on that note, more, <laughs> more stuff. we we just went into how a did whole, we get there? Stuff. I don't know. I don't know. We always do this. <laughs> okay, that was weird. Well, hey, you can check us out on at serialwicksisters.com. Follow all our, our stuff, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Facey space, 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 all that jazz. Um, and yeah, yeah. Well, here's <laughs> we, to we've already started being awkward. So. <laughs> I know we always do this like you think after over a year of recording this stuff we wouldn't be quite awkward signing off but no nope. here's here's being awkward let's be awkward <laughs> okay bye bye bye, bye.